like all of these things can be in a relationship with two people that love each other deeply. It doesn't have to be the cats and dogs fighting relationship. It can be people that really, truly do love each other, but they're in sort of these bad habits that are like paper cuts to the relationship and interrupting each other, not letting the person finish their thought. Energetically, that's communicating to them. What you have to say is not as important as what I have to say. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. We're live. We are getting hot. Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi and we got my love. We got my love, Chase. (laughs) (laughs) That is me. Yes. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 107. Wow. I feel like we just crested the 100 hill, if you will. <laughs> and uh, now we're already at 107. Yep. Straight Crazy. for 1,000. Yes. Can't I wait. hope. I hope oh, so. Yeah. This is way too... It, it's so fun for us. Like, I hope that comes through in the episodes for people. Like, we, we love jumping on here and sharing and uh, discovering and uncovering these medicines that we always talk about for body, mind, and relationships, and just bringing awareness to how we can all be more conscious and have conscious lifestyles, and also, you know, have that really support our conscious relationships. Everything, everything always comes back to our relationships. And we're not just open, but actually interested in feedback. Yeah. So what do you love? What do you want more of? Yeah. Um, Big goals for us would be to get more than one a week out from an yes. episode perspective. Um, lots lots more in the relationship space, but a lot more in the lifestyle space too. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a ton of resources that have helped us like crazy in life. And by getting one episode out a week, we're just not able to capture everything. So yeah. if you if this sounds interesting <clears throat> to you, hit us up. You know, yeah. DM us on Instagram, you know, put something on your story that says like, hey, I want to hear more about from yeah. Chase and Mimi or from the medicine because we take that so seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, we also want to share the things that are working for you. Yeah. You know, let your following know, let us know. And, and we want to share with the world some of these wins. So thank you for everybody who has engaged. Please keep doing it. And uh, because there's only more to come. Yes, absolutely. We have a super uh, fire episode today. We are talking about ways that you could unintentionally, unconsciously, unknowingly be sabotaging your relationship. Mm, Super, super critical to be aware of. And uh, sometimes it's hard. We get into these ruts of we, we don't know what we don't know. Well, normal for relationships usually means these things are going on. Like what is wild hashtag fuck normal yeah. is that relationships in general and the way they look in our culture 
are cons- constantly sabotaging themselves mm-hmm. and people are sabotaging yeah. those relationships as the norm. Yeah. That it's normal. That's just kind of quote, that's how it is, or that's just how marriage is, or that's just how it goes. And, you know, you said hashtag fuck normal. And we've started to say this, like, you know, it's like people give this excuse of it's totally normal. It's totally common. Everyone does it. And we're like, fuck the norm. Fuck normal. Yeah. Like normal doesn't equal happy, doesn't equal healthy and doesn't equal conscious always. Yep. And that's just a theme in every lane that we speak to in the medicine. It's yeah. with your health as well. Well, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're within normal ranges. Yeah. Well, normal doesn't particularly look or feel good yeah. in our society doesn't from a mean health optimal. perspective. So um, let's, let's shake that up and, and yeah. we're going to talk about relationships today. So yeah, we're bringing a ton of awareness, um, hopefully <laughs> bringing a ton of awareness to this to these topics today but first my love Mm. what do you got going on in your cup today man i just wrapped up it was a giant cup in in the form of a bowl if you will (laughs) um a really beautiful smoothie bowl Mm. um i like to call this the protein trifecta bowl yes and it's because i put three different kinds of proteins in this bowl from this this almost like a, a council of advisors <laughs> of, of protein brands that I uh, maintain in my life. One, Organifi, mm-hmm. vegan protein, plant-based protein. It's, it's delicious. Glyphosate-free. Uh, Glyphosate-free, which is incredibly rare with a plant-based yeah. product. That it's certified, yeah. At all. Um, I put that in my bowl. It's vanilla flavor, this one. I also take my favorite whey protein of all time, which is completely uh, grass-fed, grass-finished, whey protein which is also <coughs> extremely rare vanilla um, and then i add paleo valley's bone broth protein bone broth so great for your gut it's got collagen which has a mm-hmm. host of benefits including you know for your skin so i'm getting a protein trifecta getting a ton of benefits from uh you know plant based proteins um, amplifying that with with a whey protein and then topping it off with a bone broth protein i put a host of other things in there as well yeah it's packed it's packed I'm, uh, you know, putting chia seeds in there. I've got a bunch of frozen spinach, a bunch of ice. You know, I'll throw some strawberries in there, you know, frozen strawberries, top it off with some cacao nibs. And this thing is delicious. It's a, it's a work of art. It's, it's a work a, of art. It's a masterpiece. So massive shout out to the three brands that I mentioned, Organifi, Keon, Paleo Valley, each one of those you can find on our medicine cabinet. Yep. Codes are a little bit different for each. But if you go to the medicine cabinet, which is our database of favorite products that we literally consider medicines for our life Um, you can go there and know that we have tested all of these these are things that we use on a very consistent basis we vetted them ourselves we're getting to know the people behind the products as well personal (laughs) friends making sure that there's integrity from literally every step Mm -hmm. of the product life cycle all the way to the customer Um, and, and this is this is literally what only we would consume and recommend yeah. to friends. So if you're interested in any of those brands, whether that's their proteins, whether that's other products they use, we make sure to get discounts for you. Um, and so each one of those is going to have a little bit of a, a discount code for you or a promo code and uh, click through links. So if you go to the medicine cabinet, um, which we'll have a link in the show notes, you'll be able to actually navigate through to the websites themselves, drop in a coupon code, have this little protein trifecta if you want in your life. I have an announcement, an exciting announcement 
piggybacking mm. on what you just said. You're talking about the medicine cabinet and it's our digital cachet of all the yeah. things that we love. And I was just checking on when the date of when this episode will air, will, mm-hmm. when it will drop. And it'll be... It should be the 3rd of January, okay. if my calculations are correct. And by that time, we will have launched our new, fancy, shiny, mm. overhauled website, Boom. which we are so excited about. I, I've been working really closely with our web designer and just trying to create like a magical <laughs> website that actually is reflective of who we are. The, the other one was a little outdated. And so we're up to date now. It's shiny and it's reflective of who we are and what we do in the world. And so the new website will be, is themedicine.com. So Boom. if you go to themedicine.com, you can navigate and find a uh, our medicine cabinet from the main menu and go check it out. It's brand spanking new. It's, I am just like, it's like, I feel like it's like my little baby cause I've been working on it so hard, but um, yeah, super excited about that. Amazing. Yes. Oh, so good. Well, passing to you. Yes. My love, what do you got going on in your cup today? My cup looks like a little swampy mud, mm, delicious. <laughs> but it actually tastes like heaven. The, the Shrek, if you will. Yeah, the Shrek. It's like a greenish brown with a little foam on top. Um, we've talked about this combination before on the medicine, I think a few times, and that is the Shamrock Shake combo of Organifi Green and Organifi Chocolate Gold. So... Green is the flagship product. We love it. We have it every day. It's got ashwagandha. It's got rhodiola, chlorella, spirulina, all of these things that are so wonderful for filling in the gaps of our nutritional deficiencies and just really helping our body to um, uh, have a really great uh, stress response, that we can have a healthy response to stress, which is all the time everywhere. And then, so I do a full scoop of green, and then I do about a half a scoop of the chocolate gold, which is seasonal, but uh, it's always around in the fall and winter. I think it's, I don't th- I don't know if it's available still right now, but Harmony is. So Organifi Harmony is another cacao blend. It's a little bit different taste, but I, I bet you could do this with Harmony as well if you don't have chocolate gold. So about a half a scoop of chocolate gold, uh, mostly ice water, little splash of your favorite milk, whether coconut, soy, um, almond, whatever you like, give it a blend and it tastes like a shamrock shake from, where did we decide that those are from? I think McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. I kept saying Dairy Queen. I, it just shows you like how much I know about like fast food right now. <laughs> but point is, it's really freaking good. It it's is really good. tasty. Sounds weird. Don't knock it till you try it. Word. Again, you can hit up the medicine cabinet to check out those products. They are always there for you. If you ever have any trouble remembering what was that product they talked about or what is their discount code? I get messages, DMs all the time like, hey, what's your guys' code for XYZ? And I'm like, it's on the medicine cabinet, medicine cabinet, medicine cabinet, always. We yep. we have anything that we talk about regularly should be on there. So I have one more yeah. very exciting announcement before we jump into how we're sabotaging the relationship. (laughs) This entire episode is brought to you by this announcement. Yes. So I am so excited to let everyone know that um, the wait list, the official wait list for my course, 
deep love is now open and uh, available for anyone who's interested in it. This is you're not uh, you're not obligated to anything. It's just basically getting you on the list of people who I will be communicating with regularly about the course, um, and also it ensures that you will have the opportunity for the early bird pricing, which is awesome. So uh, we'll be talking a, a little bit about the course later on in the episode, but. If you haven't heard anything about it on Instagram or us talking about it on uh, previous episodes, this is an eight-week live experience with me. So it's it's live. We'll be on Zoom. We'll be talking like real people. It's not um, go at your own pace. It's not do it yourself. Basically, you're you're learning with me and other women who are wanting to create epic, healthy, deep, passionate partnership. We are, this is not superficial. I'm just going to put that out there right now. It's not superficial. We are going deep and uh, I call it deep love for a reason. So super excited about that. We'll be talking a little bit about it um, more in the episode later on, but definitely check it out. The waitlist link will be in the show notes, or if you're on my Instagram, it'll be the first link uh, in my link tree. So definitely go check it out. If you're interested, would love to have you. I am so excited for this. (laughs) Um, Have been a part of you creating this and and hopefully get to make a couple cameos along the way. Um, But it's it's so rich and deep and something that would have been incredibly valuable to us. Um, in our relationship journey and, yep. and roller coaster ride that we've had, um, it's it's something that I know is what, what's so cool about this. And you and I have both been a part of a lot of different masterminds, um, a lot of different courses. We've gone to a live ton of events. different workshops and live events, and we have had the fortune, both of us, to have gotten in pretty early with certain individuals who are really changing the world. Mm-hmm. through some of their first hosted, led workshops, courses, et cetera. This is the first that <laughs> the medicine is creating yeah. in this space. And, and this isn't like a sales pitch. It's literally to say like, when you jump into this, this number one, you will be like soul family, soul yeah. tribe. Absolutely. You you will be first to get this <clears throat> intellectual property that you, that mm-hmm. our story has created literally like like life's work yeah. type mission here and what's so cool for me to be able to observe is like who are the folks who are who are going to want to jump in and like be soul family in this in yeah. this first phase it's really really cool and yeah. exciting to, to think about the community the intimacy that's going to be created from this course this is something that i'm like i'm i've poured <laughs> my heart and soul into for the last like six months. Um, I dream about it. Uh, We have dinner conversations about it. I am constantly thinking about the women who are going to be in this with me. Um, I, I create for them. I'm, I'm already like envisioning their faces and I can even just like come to tears because I'm so excited and ready to be in this type of work with women because I I know that there are so many women who are needing it and wanting it. And yeah. I'm just like honored <laughs> that even before it's launched, I'm honored that there's even people thus far that are, um, you know, really wanting to go deep and create the relationship and the life that they, that 
they want yeah. and it's, it's possible for all of us. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited to, to get into the magic. Hell yeah. And yes, you mentioned, hopefully you're going to have a couple cameos. I will say that, yes, the way that we have it structured, we're going to do two live Q and A's with Chase and I. So it's going to be led by me, the course, but we're going to have Chase come in to provide the masculine um, perspective and uh, any, you know, questions that you have towards, you know, um, targeted to or meant for the masculine, you can get Chase's direct feedback and um, thoughts on it. So it's, I'm, I'm so excited that you want to be involved with me. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be epic. Hell yeah. All right. That's the housekeeping. Let's get into the meat, the meat of the episode today. And that is, again, we're talking about three different ways, three ways that you could be sabotaging your relationship unknowingly. Um, so yeah, let's dive into let's it. Let's kick it off. Starting with number one, <laughs> mm-hmm. you are potentially sabotaging your relationship by taking relationship advice and getting relationship advice from all of the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what, so what does that mean? What could that look like? Yeah. So it could be direct advice or indirect advice. And here's what I mean. Direct advice would be like from your parents or your friends who they themselves have not created. It's clear that they have not created a healthy, deep connection Um, a healthy relationship with their spouse or their partner. You know, this could look like your parents who you've witnessed, they fight every day or they're, they're, they don't have healthy communication practices and they're trying to give you advice on how you should go about or how you should build a relationship, what you should say, what you should do. If they themselves haven't done the work in their own lives, that's not a great place to get advice from. Um, And likewise, your friends, girlfriends or guy friends who you know, maybe they're single and they've never been in a long-term relationship and they haven't really put in the reps um, or maybe they are in a relationship and you know yourself like, hey, you don't even seem like you like your partner that much. Like, do I really want to take advice from you? Yeah, there's a a really slippery, slope, tough spot to be in. Um, because so many people aren't necessarily happy or satisfied with their life, much less their relationships. And so when they give advice to you, there's almost this layer of validating their own kind of shitty experience by giving you advice that would groom you to be in the same place that they are just so that they can validate validate their own worth and they may not be doing it in a malicious or even a conscious way it's literally like way to protect yourself self-preservation it's misery loves company yeah when when someone when something is going wrong uh, in your life or in your relationship oftentimes we have people that just poke their heads up that are like hey oh something's going wrong and they're here for you because they're almost like um, living in it with you and not in a supportive way, but more of like a let's relish in the shit together. Yeah. I, I think another way, and it's, it can be quite innocent, but it can come from older generations of relationships where mm-hmm. gender roles look drastically different yes. than how they look in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> so you may be getting advice from, let's just say, um, 
the the stay at home cooking and cleaning kind of devoted to her husband take care of yeah. the home environment 50s housewife yeah so and, and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that that is a, a beautiful life's purpose and mission but that may yeah. not look exactly the same as what the the role of the feminine in the household mm-hmm. looks like in 2021 sure so to be taking literal advice from that dynamic might not lead to something that's going to be fruitful for you in your right. relationship i think similarly if you come from religious upbringing or you're associated with religion like christianity especially there is this model for how relationships look that is pretty freaking toxic mm-hmm. it's pretty rough and it, and it supports masculinity as the dominant energy yeah. in the relationship dynamic yeah it's very like patriarchal god made men the head of the household so at the end of the day what the man said it's like whoa what wait, the man says what? goes and just s- submit to your husband yeah. basically yeah and and i realized <clears throat> they've they've um and i don't want to get too like divisive here so i shouldn't even say they but the community of christianity can dress it up and put bows and ribbons and use a bunch of nice language on it but when Mm -hmm. you strip it all back and you look at the themes of what what the relation the traditional relationship advice in the christian church looks like it is pretty dominant towards masculine um hierarchy and and power yeah yes i know it's a little bit of a hot take but this is coming from our direct experience and not saying that everyone is like this um, but it definitely is something that we know very well and it's just something to be aware of it's it's not shitting on it completely it's just be aware of where these patterns and tendencies could be rooted in your upbringing and in your life it's just expanding our awareness you know the other thing about this potential sabotage is it may not just be direct advice from other people or other environments. It can actually be indirect. So our culture, whether that's through social media, whether that's through the way relationships are depicted in television, shit, even fairy tales, Disney movies, Zales, you know, (laughs) Valentine's day and Christmas commercials is we are a copycat culture. Yeah with mere neurons that fire off of beautiful marketing and artists who create these somewhat fabricated and exaggerated versions of what relationships look like. And the wild thing is, I mean, let's just look at like fairy tales, for instance, they strike a chord within all of us, but the real meaning and theme behind fairy tales actually exists through child archetype. Mm-hmm. It is it is the childlike pursuit of romance. And I'm not saying that's bad at all, but the story always ends yeah. before maturation begins. Yeah, well, that's why they just created the phrase happily ever after, right? Happily ever after. So the, these themes are playing out in, in a childlike way, which supports so much young novel love. But what they fail to leave off is the actual mature relationship dynamic that's required yeah. for sustainability, for long-term, for happily ever after how do aladdin and jasmine get through the tough shit right right like they they got through the hard stuff that we saw in the movie but then what what about when they have kids or what about when things aren't going right what about when one of them has a health issue what about you know x y z like it always stops there yeah Yeah. to your point that's it, it it always stops there so we never actually see the work yeah. You know, so I think that that's really good, uh, you know, being being aware of the indirect influence that these things can have on our 
the story that we write, the stories that we create in our heads for how how relationships should go, totally. right? Yep. So, you know, why this is harmful besides the obvious and besides we've what we've already stated, um, this is like seeking financial advice from someone who's gone bankrupt. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> it, it also perpetuates this this idea of finding yes men in your life, finding people and friends who will just affirm your beliefs, whether they're right or wrong, whether they're true or not, whether they're completely unaware or, or not. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't always feel good to have a conscious and aware friend you know, when you're unloading about your partner, like he did this, he did that, he said this, I can't believe him, he never does this. If a if your friend were to say, like, what what role do you think you've played? How do you think you've contributed to the dysfunction that is yeah. arising in your relationship? That doesn't always feel good. That kind of stings. And sometimes we seek out the friendships and the relationships the uh, that really kind of affirm our current beliefs, whether they're conscious or unconscious. Yeah. And, and, and point number one, and this will be important for every single step that we go through today. Every, every one of these examples that we're using is at the first action is awareness. Yes. So the first course correction is just becoming aware, just mm-hmm. becoming conscious. We've talked a lot about consciousness on this podcast and that is step number one when you're not you might be slipped into the pattern of gravitating towards the lowest vibrating um source of a relationship advice because you yourself may not be you know vibrating at this level that is that is really seeking constructive growth yeah and and to your point i will say you know in this lane of just self-awareness sometimes we we can become self-aware like oh i did it again and we can kind of like shit on ourselves we can kind of blame ourselves or feel guilty or shameful like oh it happened again or oh I had that thought again or whatever but just know that even becoming aware of like I did it again that's progress because previously you may have not even known that you were doing it so having the the phrase or the sentence in your mind of why do I keep doing that or I did it again is progress in and of itself so that that will apply to every point that we make every way that you could be sabotaging your relationship, just becoming aware of the cycle or the rut is growth, my love. (laughs) Totally. If you are so often, unfortunately, when you're coming from discomfort in your relationship and taking advice from, you know, another source, whether that's a person or a place, and it immediately feels good, that might actually be a red flag. (laughs) Because the most constructive advice and friendship can oftentimes not feel exactly like what you want to hear in that moment. It will probably resonate with you. It'll feel familiar. It'll almost feel like a remembering, but it can still be a little ego ping. It can still be a little poke to like, that doesn't feel good to hear. Totally. So, you know, action steps. How do we, how do we change this? I think, uh, you know, number one is like, just start observing and looking for people, couples, relationships in your actual life that seem like they're working. Yeah. That seem like they might be doing something different than the average couple that's depicted on a romantic comedy or, you know, yeah. um, a, a, a TV show or whatever. They may be hashtag fuck normal. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like, like, and not to promote us, but 
but we are not a normal relationship and that might be a good sign. Right. Yeah. I think also, um, you've shared, you know, when we were apart, these, these few different couples that had a big impact on you, uh, when we were apart, do you want to share about that? Yeah. I think, you know, as, as far as like advice on, on, uh, as far as action steps go, finding people whose life you respect holistically and start to look and ask questions about their relationship. Mm-hmm. So for me, when, when we were divorced, I started to gravitate towards people who really, really valued their health and well-being because mm-hmm. that was kind of the entry point for me. Yeah. I started to pick up on the fact that they treated their spouse, their wives with absolute admiration, with respect, with reverence. They spoke to them beautifully, gently. They called them my love, mm-hmm. my queen. Mm-hmm. I, and, and to me, that was so foreign. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, you, you can do this? Yeah. I, I felt that. I had no idea how to communicate that without feeling like uh, not as much of a like a, a tough yeah. guy. And these, uh, these men that you're talking about are very masculine men. Very masculine men. And so advice would be start hanging out with people whose relationship is beautiful. Just Just spending time with them. Your human mirror neurons will start firing. Hey beauty, I'm interrupting this podcast to talk to you about one of my biggest passions in the world. That is how each one of us can create healthy, deep, passionate partnership. How to take your relationship from mediocre to magical. Most of us just weren't given the right tools, but my love, I'm here to tell you it's possible. If Chase and I can transform a dead, divorced marriage into something beautiful and fulfilling, anyone can, including you. I'm so excited to tell you that coming in February is my Deep Love Live experience. This is an eight-week transformational course that will shake off the stagnation in your relationship, deliver new tools for healthy communication, and develop passionate partnership that makes your heart swell and your knees weak. Basically, I built the course that I myself needed years ago that would have brought the spark back and completely transformed my marriage. If you're ready to experience the magic of deep love with me, then snag your spot on my waitlist. From here, you'll have the opportunity to receive the early bird pricing in February. Just check the show notes for the direct link or my link tree on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. I'm going deep and I'd love for you to join me. Cheers, boo. Yes, absolutely. Whether this is in real life or, um, you know, on social media, obviously that's a big outlet for people finding resources. Um, and, and I think just start asking questions and getting curious. And, and, and take caution. Um, for instance, I'm a, a business professional who has a ton of goals in, in my career. Um, I've also been somebody who really values um, you know, my finances really values my fitness and my nutrition. And so I look up to, I was a former athlete. So I looked up to mentors. I looked up to people in life as a guiding light. Many people have this, right? We've even had a podcast episode specifically about mentors. Take a look at their life. They may be succeeding in one lane, but take a look at their relationships for a minute. Mm -hmm. Take a look at their the other areas of their life 
to ensure that they're also healthy. Otherwise, you might be setting your course, your trajectory towards a path that might give you business success, might give you athletic success. But if the relationship in those individuals, those mentors, if their relationship profile status isn't where you want it to be, you might end up exactly where they are. Successful in one lane, not successful in another. Yeah, this would be a sort of like the indirect influence right? where you're maybe taking a course, a business course or something from a guy who's made seven figures in, you know, seven months or something like that. Seven figures and seven divorces along the way. (laughs) And it's like, if he's only talking about his business and he's like, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I blow through women like this. And I, if he's just doesn't have like a conscious outlook on relationships, or maybe he's had two or three divorces under his belt, like is that somebody just evaluate? Maybe that is the direction you want to go, but just evaluate. Is this someone I want to look up to, uh, you know, holistically, because if I'm using the same exact practices that they were in their life that got them to a state where they're, maybe they have millions, but they're also alone or they're also unhappy in their relationship. Is that the direction I want to go? Totally. Again, just awareness. Yeah, no, I think that's a really important point. And, And then lastly, it's like, instead of just observing, start asking questions. Yeah. Like get curious. Yeah. Start. If it's, if it's somebody on social media, don't hesitate, hit them up. We literally mm-hmm. started the episode saying DM us. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not trying yeah. to be mentors and, and, mm-hmm. and full blown like gurus in this space, but we're very open to talk. Yeah. And I want to point people to, again, our, our new website. If you go to the podcast page, there will be uh, an intake form for if you have a question, uh, a comment, or if you have an idea for a topic or a guest that you want to submit to us and you want to make sure it gets to us for sure, make sure you go to, you know, our, our new website will have that um, on the podcast page. So that's, that's where we will be directing people from now on if it has anything to do with the podcast and we, we don't want to lose it in a totally, DM or whatever. Totally. Any closing comments on number one before we move to number two? Um, I would just say, keep in mind, just like you're going to take your car to a car expert, if you're looking for relationship advice, again, look for people who who feel like they go about their business differently in relationship. You are the sum, I don't, I forget the fucking saying, but it's like, you know, the five people you spend your time yes. with, you turn into the, the kind of like average of what they are. Yeah, like. you are the conglomerate basically of the five people that you hold closest into your yeah, life. I think Jesus said that somewhere. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the second way that you could be unknowingly sabotaging your relationship. And that is if you are chronically emasculating or degrading your partner. So what... What could some of those examples look like? Oh, my word. <laughs> this, the, so this one for me, you know, emasculating typically takes place when, when the feminine is uh, emasculating the masculine, obviously. Uh, but so often men are degrading their feminine partner. So this is kind of like a, a category of both men and women kind of degrading each other. And yes. it can take place in kind of like three different environments. I think environment number one is is it's you and your partner just alone or maybe it's just your immediate family like you got kids or something i think this can also take place when you or and your partner are in public places like Mm -hmm. in groups say you're out to dinner party setting a a big big extended family event um and then and then lastly it can actually take place when you're apart 
like apart from your significant other, but you're with like your friends, you know, girls are with the girls, guys are with the guys, you're at work. And so we're going to, we're going to look at these examples in kind of like these three tiers, starting with when you're just with your partner, what can this look like? I mean, this is traditionally name calling. It's traditionally the scorekeeping, the one upping it's knit picking every little detail of what the other person is saying in order to find where they're wrong, where they're at fault, just to get one up on the partner. It's micromanaging your partner. It's telling them what to do, how to do it, being passive aggressive, um, could be like withholding sex and affection. You know, usually that's not coming from the man. Usually that's probably more so coming from the woman, um, telling your partner how to drive, uh, <laughs> correcting their behavior, treating them basically as a person who needs correction, almost like putting them in the childlike yeah. archetype. Like I need to be correcting you. And what would you do without me if I wasn't here micromanaging your life? Right. If you go back to uh, the episode that we did on the toxic versions of masculinity and femininity yeah. fuck boys and karens fuck boys and karens this is these archetypes are show up all yeah. the time when it comes to emasculating or degrading your partner you know this for, for the man this can often look like the tyrant the person who yells at his wife you know mm-hmm. borderline abusive at times mm-hmm. it can be even numbing Mm-hmm. It can be, you can degrade your partner by pretending they don't exist. Yeah. Ignoring and the silence treatment. Exactly. Oh God, that was, that was, I mean, that is, <laughs> I can speak to that personally because, because I didn't have in part one of our relationship, because I didn't feel confident in my communication skills to really share with you from an authentic place, my true feelings when my feelings were hurt or if I was feeling some type of way, um, or we were just off. I didn't know how to communicate that. So my way of dealing with it, which was not dealing with it at all, was giving you the silent treatment basically. Yeah. And basically telling you on an energetic level, figure it out. Come to me when you've figured it out. And yeah. I think that that's a really common thing for a lot of women. And it stems from, could stem from a lot of things, but I think one place is not feeling confident in, in communication tools. And um, I think another one that, we can speak to that we are off we're, we're continuously working on that is interrupting each other mm, yep. and uh, we're i'll just be transparent it's something that i'm really working on um and it doesn't come from a malicious place like all of these things can be in a relationship with two people that love each other deeply yeah it doesn't have to be the cats and dogs fighting relationship it can be people that really truly do love each other but they're in sort of these bad habits that are like paper cuts to the relationship and interrupting each other not letting the person finish their thought energetically that's communicating to them what you have to say is not as important as what i have to say Uh, i think i think pulling your phone out when the middle of their sentence not paying attention to what they have to say and start scrolling something on your phone without being like Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, change the song real quick is so disrespectful. It can be, you know, this, this very example of sabotaging your relationship without you even knowing it. It can be degrading the relationship. Yeah. So, so moving on to the next category, which would be, you know, you and your partner are actually in public in a group place. And this is all the same energy, just amplified. Mm -hmm. There is something about when your partner puts you on blast in front of other people 
that is humiliating. It could be strangers or people you know. Doesn't totally. matter who it is. So what is it? You know, it's it's criticizing uh, him or her at their their you know work or profession. Um, it could be correcting little details of a story that they might be telling in front of other people that that is completely um, devaluing them as kind yeah. of the the storyteller or their or their source of believability. That's super common. Like it could be like the tiniest, smallest detail. Like, oh yeah, two weeks ago we were in Sedona, and the person's like, it wasn't two weeks ago. It was it was four weeks ago, and like or or even being like, oh I I. Uh, it was such a good dinner. It was it was an amazing dinner we went out to. And it was like, it wasn't that good. Yeah. You know, like you're exaggerating. Yeah. It can be small little things that, again, energetically, it's communicating to your partner and the group. He can't be trusted or she can't be trusted or what he have to say is not what he has to say is not true. It, it doesn't even have to be straight up mean. It can it can seem like yeah, can a seem harmless like- joke. Totally. Like what if it's pointing out a little, you know, we all have these idiosyncrasies Yeah. and when you are in a relationship, your partner sees those things. I mean, mm-hmm. we all got little ticks from when we're kids that <laughs> still show up, you know, like I put chapstick on in a really weird way. <laughs> I like, I have to make sure my lips are dry. So I'm like, I do this weird, like breathing thing to make sure my lips get yeah. dry before I put the chapstick on. I don't like putting chapstick on when my lips are wet, but if you put me on blast or like made fun of me for that, I might yeah. get a little... Uh, sensitive or yeah. insecure about that in, in a public setting. Or if I was, you know, if I'm, if you know that I'm self-conscious about, um, if I'm self-conscious about my muscular legs or whatever, mm. bringing that up, whether it's about their appearance or anything, that's a very intimate detail that probably they wouldn't love you announcing to a group of people. If you were to say something like, yeah, Megan, she's so like self-conscious about her legs. Even if you're saying like, I love her legs, her legs are great. Even just pointing out, highlighting someone's yeah. insecurities or weakness can can be hurtful. Maybe not every person thinks it is, but it can be. It can be. We're just trying to raise, you know, all of these types of different examples because they're, they're unending. There's, yeah. there's a... a an infinite amount of possibilities of the ways that you can degrade or emasculate your partner. These are just some of them. This yeah. is just the tip of the iceberg. And and when it's in public, it's just amplified. Totally. I, there are some absolute no-nos. Anything re- regarding sex, that yes. is sacred. If you're, unless you're speaking, yeah. which is, which we're going to, you know, speak to in a minute on how you can transmute some of these, but Speaking negatively about your sex life or your intimacy mm-hmm. is an absolute no-no if you yeah. are trying to prevent sabotaging your relationship. Even if it's an innuendo, you know, even if it's one of those like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, where it's like, yeah, he can only last two seconds or right. whatever like that. Weight, physical appearance, similarly, mm-hmm. don't put them on blast in front of people. Sure as hell don't do it, you know, when when you're with them one-on-one, much less, you know, with other people. So. Those are some areas where it's like, just don't go there. Yeah, And then the third kind of category that you can, that, that the this, this setting uh, for emasculation or degradation takes place is when you are apart from your spouse or your partner and you're with your friends, coworkers, or anyone, and you basically are shit talking your spouse. Yeah. And uh, this is so freaking common. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've been with the, I don't even have the boys. It, it's not anything. <laughs> I have some really conscious men in my life who yeah. are my friends, and we have a great time. We don't talk shit about our, our significant others. Those are my friends. But back to this, I, I've spent a lot of time with men, 
on the golf course, at the bar, you know, I'm an athlete, no, lock, previous work. locker room talk, previous work, where it's that traditional shit talking your significant other or your spouse. It's the old ball and chain. Like I've literally heard guys reference their wife as a bitch. Yeah. Which it's... to me is just so freaking unacceptable. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and it's know, not just men. Right. It, it can absolutely, you know, you go out, <laughs> be a fly on the wall next to a table full of ladies at brunch. You're going to hear some of those women shit talking their husband, talking about how worthless, how lazy, how he, you know, doesn't show up in, in these different ways. It happens absolutely both ways. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be directed at their significant other. Like say I'm with the boys. Even if I don't call out my significant other, if I make a reference to women in general in a derogatory way that is still inflicting sabotage on the relationship and the sacredness of our of our partnership yeah so even if it's like making comments on other women like oh you know look at the tits on you know these these horrific things that are that are actually said in objectification to to just get a chuckle out of other guys (laughs) that's low-hanging fruit it's low-hanging fruit yeah yeah, be be a little more creative. <laughs> and so for girls, I think there's there's similar like conversations. I would imagine when girls mm-hmm. are together, they're they're saying these types of things. Oh, absolutely! I've absolutely witnessed them. And once you step out of the world of emasculation and degrading your partner, you start to see it everywhere, and it gets so fucking cringy. Like I, my skin literally crawls, and I have to zen my way through, not saying like you're realizing you're just chopping the dick off your partner right, right. now, right? Yeah. You realize that what you're doing to your relationship is performing these little surgical paper cuts all over to your relationship, which you will feel in the yeah. future yourself. That's the thing with emasculation and degrading your partner. If you are emasculating or degrading them chronically, you are obviously, that's why we're talking about it. You're sabotaging your relationship Because you are going to feel that in the future. You're going to feel the disconnect. And by amplifying it in front of people or even just at home or with your coworkers or whatever, you are amplifying that disconnect. And I also just want to address something, you know, a lot of the conversation examples that we're bringing up sound like really normal, Mm -hmm. common average like, come on talk. we all do that come on we like everyone does i love that. my wife you know you that. know i love her like come on i've been married her for 20 years i'm not going anywhere right. and although again <laughs> although it's normal it that does not mean it's it's healthy right. or conscious or that it is adding to the sustainability of an epic passionate partnership totally I mean, again hashtag fuck normal even just using the lane of like sex, a hack for having great sex is just being able to think and talk about your partner in a beautiful mm-hmm. way. It's going to groom you all day long Oh yeah, for wanting to have this beautiful, intimate experience with them. And that starts with the way you talk about them and think about them. It's honestly a form of foreplay. Totally. Absolutely. Like you don't even have to be with your partner (laughs) or in any sort of sexual mode to be in foreplay with your partner uh, for sexual connection. And so, you know, in these different settings, all of these examples that we're using are just are just so harmful. And and why? You know, it may seem harmless. It may feel harmless in the in the minute. 
but it's like you said, paper cuts to the relationship. Your partner might be able to handle a couple of these, you know, whether, whether it's in the interaction with them, even if you're apart, you know, it may be able to tolerate for mm-hmm. a little while, but it's going to depreciate yeah. the relationship long term. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not gonna, it's not going to break you up if it happens once or twice, you know, ten times, maybe even a hundred times. But really think about how many is too many before your partner switches to survival mode. They don't feel safe any longer, so they're in this survival mode, which can look like a couple different things. Um, usually, there's these two basic outcomes of of chronic emasculation or degradation they can numb or they will become defensive and numbing looks like checking out not listening not being engaged being complacent laziness in the relationship closed off sexually yeah totally like that's what numbing feels like or looks like defense mode being on the defense is like i literally my hands are up i'm i'm in a stance where i'm defending myself i am wounding i am i'm throwing things back at you not maybe not maybe physically i don't know but also using words to hurt you back because you hurt me um you know maybe even getting you know physical or or saying really hurtful things this sort of one-upping game that is meant to hurt the partner so that you can feel more powerful that's those are the two different ways and, and they're both survival mechanisms. If you go uh, you know, a few episodes back at this point, I already mentioned it, but we, we talk about various archetypes of, you know, unbalanced masculine and feminine uh, versions just of, of men and women. These actions steer your significant other into being the oaf, which we talk about kind of this numbed man yeah. or the tyrant, this dictator, this asshole, because they're in this fight or flight mm-hmm. response from the way that you're degrading them. Yeah. You're literally grooming your partner to perpetuate this cycle of maybe you say something to your partner that's hurtful and they wound you back. So there's this disconnect and this dysfunction and then they're numbing themselves, which makes you even more disconnected, which makes you even more micromanaging their stuff because they're not behaving that the, the way that you want. And then it pushes the woman into a lane where she has to become a nag, yeah. like a mother-like archetype. It is this perpetual cycle that can be broken once emasculation and degradation is addressed. It is death by a thousand cuts. Absolutely. And, you know, another reason this is harmful is because you're actually communicating to your partner, you know, with these sort of flippant comments or making fun of them in public or interrupting them or correcting their story. You are energetically communicating to them. I don't trust you. I don't respect your decisions. What I have to say is more important. I don't accept you. I don't think you can do it right. I don't trust you to get me there safely, like if you're driving. I don't think your work or your mission is important. Like these sound sort of harsh, but that's energetically what's mm-hmm. coming through. Yep. And so moving on to like, okay, how do we change this? How do yeah. we take actions here? This one, <laughs> I, I have to, it, it, when, I, when you're saying something beautiful and I have an incredible idea and I want to jump in there and, and take what your idea has to say and run with it and, and, ex, and extrapolate into, you know, all these different meanings. I got to say to myself, bite your tongue, motherfucker. <laughs> like she's got amazing things to say. Just keep your lips <laughs> shut. Yeah. And so like my advice, people, if you're upset, if you're 
even not, maybe your intentions aren't bad. Like the example I just used, my intentions aren't bad half the time. Right. I just want to freaking say something. You want to add to the conversation. But it makes you feel degraded. Yes. Bite your tongue. Bite mm-hmm. your tongue. Take a deep breath. You know, maybe count to 10, maybe count to 20 and yeah. just sit there for a minute. If you can't think of um, something to eventually say, just be still and receive mm-hmm. for a minute. I think asking yourself a very simple yet important question is does this actually matter? Yeah. Say dude guy is telling a story about the vacation that you went on and he's describing some of the activities that you did and where you went and what you did. And you're like, oh, he's getting all the details wrong and I need this to be 100% accurate. It can feel sort of uncomfortable. Again, bite your tongue, like you said, count to 20, take a deep breath and ask yourself, does this actually matter? Yeah. Is it actually important? Is it critically important that everyone at this party knows what day of the week we went scuba diving? No, it's absolutely not that important. But what is is very important is is what you are communicating to your partner and to others around you about your relationship and how you trust your man, how he takes care of you, how he's trustworthy, all of that. I love that. I love that question. Does this actually matter? And and also who actually cares right who cares um so the next like pro tip on this after you've realized how to hold your tongue take a deep breath ask yourself like all right what's really important here take the opportunity to completely transmute you know we've we've given these different categories of where you can degrade your partner if it's with each other and you're alone or you're just with your family and you've taken your deep breath i challenge you pivot that negative energy into actual action of something positive yeah wait think of something you appreciate about them and wait for the opportune moment where it's not forced or awkward and mm-hmm. compliment them yeah hey boo if you're fed up and frustrated by your acne prone skin like i was for so long trying every organic skincare line every elimination diet every so-called miracle spot treatment and getting nowhere here's a not so fun fact these well-meaning products could contain pore clogging ingredients that are basically perpetuating your acne Yes, even if they are organic, plant-based, expensive, and bougie AF, these pore cloggers are so common and used all over the place. When I removed all of these pore cloggers by using ClearStem skincare, my face did a 180 in a matter of weeks. And after only a few months, I noticed I wasn't even getting breakouts around my cycle. I didn't even know that was possible. ClearStem's whole mission is to provide anti-acne, anti-aging products that provide clinical results and zero pore cloggers. Here's my current four-step dream team routine. I use the Vitamin Scrub Gentle Exfoliating Cleanser every morning in the shower, followed by the Clarity Serum, which balances the pH of my skin and literally scrubs my pores clean. I let that work for about 15 minutes, and then I use two pumps of the Bounce Back Serum, which works like a boss to repair damaged skin like acne scars and sunspots. Last but not least, I add a dab of the HydroGlow Moisturizer to lock in my dewy brightness. To get your hands and face on the ClearStem goodness, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMI, M-I-M-I, at checkout 
to get a hefty discount. Or just check the show notes below for the direct link. Remember, don't give up. You can heal. Cheers and love. Even something as simple as like, um, oh man, you're so good at that. Yeah, yeah, she's so, man, I love this about her. She's so talented at yada yada. In the same way that degradation can you know, crush when it's just one-on-one and it's amplified when you're in a group, so can a compliment. Mm-hmm. So can speaking into the light of your significant other, into your partner, giving them confirmation yeah. in a group setting. Mm-hmm. A woman does that to a man, watch a guy feel like he's 10 feet tall. Oh my gosh. You'll see his immediately. You'll see his like shoulders get a little straighter, his chest puff up. Like he's like, yeah. Guys speak into the beauty of your partner's soul mm-hmm. in a public setting and then go have some amazing sex. Like yeah. I'm not saying that like that's a way to hack your way yeah, into the it's bedroom. It's not a manipulation. I'm just saying like that's how these energies actually play into the formula yeah. of creating something more beautiful. It is li- literally relationship alchemy. And when you're with your friends and your partner's not there, don't tolerate that bullshit. Don't react to it. Don't even give the laugh. Even if you're thinking like, oh, this is cringeworthy, but I'm going to laugh. Don't laugh. Yeah. If Stare they're, them straight if in the face and, and let them know energetically. You don't have to be like, I don't accept that speak of, of women in front of me. You don't have to be like that. But you can give them just a firm stare in the eyes like, I, like you're not participating. I don't actually understand the words at that level of vibration. Yeah, if somebody's shit talking their partner, yeah, and absolutely. And next next level would be you wait for the opportune time to speak beautifully about your partner. Yeah, you you let them know with your energy that you love them, mm-hmm. that you are excited about the fact that you get to create this life with them. Yeah, I know this is tip of the iceberg. And I've heard from a lot of women recently, I've, I've put out some Instagram content about emasculation and I hear from women a lot like, okay, now what, what do we do instead? How do I address this? How do I put better things into practice? How do we, where do we go from here? And, um, so I am, I am going to be leading an emasculation masterclass coming up either the end of January or early February. Um, there's no sign up yet or anything like that. Just be aware that if this is something that you struggle with and you want to get past it, you want to witness the magic that comes when you release, when you let go of emasculating or degrading your partner, it's real and it's it's there for everyone. This masterclass is for you. It's just going to be an evening with me over Zoom. It's going to be about an hour. We're going to go deeper into this. And uh, I think it's going to be really, really great. We only have so much time on a podcast. Yeah. We can only talk about so many examples in a podcast. And there are a couple of these things that we talk about, these themes that have a trillion examples. Yeah. It also warrants unique, circumstantial, mm-hmm. uh, you know, boutique type conversation and exploration because of the fact that every single relationship is diverse. Yeah. So, you know, in the emasculation masterclass, in the deep love course, these things are going to be specifically gone into in detail with the themes and the energies behind them, the literal examples of what are going on, why they're harmful, what could potentially be Mm -hmm. uh, the positive version of how to take this thing and and turn it into a catalyzing opportunity and grow your relationship into something Mm -hmm. larger. So an opportunity to ask questions. Right. And it's obviously something we can't totally put into an hour 
podcast, but it's going to be significantly more valuable through a course or through yeah. a masterclass. So really excited for everybody to be a part of that. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about that, obviously I'll be talking about it on Instagram, but um, I will be sending out uh, notifications on that to my text line and our VIP email list. You can sign up for my VIP email list on the website, themedicine.com, and you can get on our text line by texting your name to 619-268-5299. You, my text friends get all of the first updates on anything. So if you want that, um, if you want to be a part of that emasculation masterclass, get into one of those buckets. Totally. All right. The third way you are unconsciously, maybe not even knowing that you are sabotaging your relationship. Mm -hmm. What do we got? You are not investing in ongoing learning. Mm, this is that classic <sighs> growth mindset versus yeah. fixed mindset. Yeah, it's it's literally thinking that, you know, premarital counseling is going to get you through the next 60 years with your partner or, you know, this illusion that great relationships just happen. You're either lucky or you're unlucky in love. Right. Right. And that's a total bullshit lie. We are creating our relationships and you don't have to wait for the relationship to get toxic before you make changes. You don't have to hit rock bottom. You can actually fix the roof when the sun is shining. Right. Totally. <laughs> um, this is getting really complacent in your relationship, not wanting to try new things, losing curiosity for your partner, thinking to yourself like, oh, I know them already. Hoping that they stay the same. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's working right now. Maybe we'll get married and, and then we'll just kind of like do this forever. Yeah. It'll be fun. On repeat. Oh, wait. No, we all change. Our yeah. environments change. The world changes. We are supposed to and should be growing, evolving, mm -hmm. changing together. This is something that really contributed. One of the main things that really contributed to our divorce was we had very real, pure love while we were dating and engaged. And once we got into quote real life, we both had jobs, we had bills, we now are in the shit and making harder decisions and figuring things out and just adulting. And it's sort of because we didn't invest any time, energy, certainly not any money into um, ongoing learning ab about relationships and healthy dynamic, healthy partnership it really stunted our growth and it, it really like made our young pure love like completely fade away. And it's certainly something that uh, contributed to our, the, our relationship demise. If you don't invest into ongoing learning, ongoing evolution, you actually won't have the acceptance of the change that is inevitable in your partner Yeah. versus continuing to lean into development lean into the potential evolutionary steps to be a better person mm -hmm. increase your you know your, your your health profile and this acceptance that each other are in this constant journey together mm -hmm. you will have this fixed mindset and be threatened anytime you notice a pivot a change or some level of uh diversity in the relationship because it is not what it's supposed to be yeah, I, I think something that I notice with our part two dynamic is because we invest in 
healthy relationship practices and tools, it has created this bubble of safety and freedom for us. That is the thing that I hear from women probably the most, and men too, is they most of us just want to feel safe, free, and wanted, yeah. loved. Uh, and safety and freedom is created by putting energy and, and really like showing your partner that your relationship is so critically important to you. Like I am not satisfied with having a normal average relationship. I want epic, passionate, deep partnership with you. Yeah. So, so I think some made perfectly put, and I think some examples of what this typically looks like when you're not seeking out evolution, um, would be continually reverting back to something that's worked in the past or using old antiquated models of what works. We talked about it already a little bit, but typical gender roles, you know, um, well, you know, you just need to be going, you just need to be doing what you're supposed to be doing as the Mm -hmm. feminine or as the masculine in this relationship. Well, you know, the Bible talks about, or the the church, we went to this, you know, Christian counseling session and it spelled out the way that relationships need to need to look. So we need to go back to that. We need to go back to the mm-hmm. way things were. It doesn't even have to be. It could be something like, well, you know, when we used to. Well, you know what? You were kids. You were yeah. in your 20s. You didn't have this this life that you have now. Mm-hmm. So to go back is actually to take steps back and is never going to be an actual solution to the changing human being that you deserve to be. Yeah, absolutely. So why is this harmful? Well, relationships are, as you've already stated, they're ongoing journeys, just like our physical health, just like spirituality. We're never, quote, done. We're never just, we, we, we're never going to arrive somewhere. There is no destination in all of these aspects of our life. So the only option is to keep growing, keep learning, keep moving, and stay curious um, and I think it's harmful because it, it perpetuates, perpetuates these relationship ruts where if we're not conscious, we're relying on past programming, maybe from parents or, you know, religious beliefs or trauma that you've, that you've had in your life and these limiting beliefs, you know, the, the, the thought that, well, yeah, they have a great relationship because they got lucky. Their husband's just amazing. My husband isn't like that. Or, you know, whatever limiting beliefs, insert whatever limiting belief you have about your relationship and your ability to create the life and the relationship that you want, these relationship ruts start informing our decisions. And it can actually feel like this second nature, kind of like, well, that's just how I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just broken. This is just the way that I am. Accept me, you know. And it's true that, like, I choose to accept any version that you present to me. But that doesn't mean that I'm not continuing growth. I'm not um, putting energy and effort towards learning more about you and myself and how I can support you better. And what do you, how can I show up for you better? Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fixed versus a, a growth mindset. And, you know, as we move into, you know, what actions you can, you can start putting in place to, to unsabotage uh, the relationship, flip this on its head a little bit this isn't an obligation to to the point that you have to just continue to to study and you have to continue to work and continue to grind mm-hmm. it's actually an opportunity yeah it's actually fun yeah. and in the same way that you 
and we talk about it all the time on the medicine, but in the same way that you lean into the deep, holistic, diverse, constantly changing nature of your health, your nutrition, your mm -hmm. fitness, of your finances and your business, who wants who wants the career and there's the rare some, the rare people who want to do the thing they did right after college for the rest of their life in the same exact way? Who actually wants to do that? Yeah. Invest in progression. Invest in the evolution. Your relationship is no different. If you had money to invest in any of these lanes in life, relationships sh should be considered. And for some reason in our world, it's not. It's not supported in it, this constant learning and evolutionary process. Rather, it's just, oh yeah, you, you, you get married and then you're kind of like set up. It's like, yeah. it's like you buy the house and you just live in the house for a long time and mm -hmm. nothing really changes about the house. Yeah. That's not really the way that relationships should work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so some actions that we can start to take is <clears throat> if you've told yourself the story that I really can't afford the time or I don't have the, the energy or I can't afford this investment um, into this, you know, uh, live event or whatever. Understand that our relationships are the most impactful aspect of our lives. They have connection and influence to everything else that we experience in our life. When things are flowing, when things are good, when things are energetic and passionate, like you'll, you'll have a different pep in your step. Um, and so really you can't afford not to invest your time and your energy into your relationships. Anything else, just staying complacent, staying complacent is a recipe for being one of those couples that's like committed to each other, quote, committed to each other, but you're around them and you're like, do you guys even like each other? Yeah. It's, it's a lie that, you know, that's just how marriage is, quote, that you get married and you kind of just like put up with each other. Right. That's a complete lie. And, you know, I, <laughs> I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you probably are invested somewhat into the health of your relationship and learning more. That's, that's what this whole podcast is about. But there could be room for, for more growth. And that could look like, you know, reading some different books. Um, I have a book list on a, a recent Instagram post that I did, um, seeking out opportunities for growth, whether that be a live event or a course, or, you know, maybe listening to some of our other Under the Red Hat episodes where Chase and I are on here and we're talking about healthy, conscious relationship. Or if you feel inspired by what you're hearing today, our relationship dynamic in any way, then I would really recommend thinking about the deep love course with me. This is exactly the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be expanding though over the course of eight weeks where you're going to come away feeling like you have new tools for communication. You're going to be going deeper into your own introspection, self-reflection and um, personal work. And you're, you're going to feel like you have... Um, <laughs> When I learned some of this stuff, it honestly felt like a secret to the universe. I I almost became indignant or frustrated that like if this is so important and it makes such a, a transformational difference in a relationship, 
why is this not being taught to everyone? Why is this not, you know, in our faces from the time we're high schoolers, college, learning about, you know, the dynamic of the masculine and feminine and the the energies exist and how they play together. You're going to come away from deep love knowing, uh, understanding all of these things on a, on a deeper level and feeling like you have a completely new toolbox for relating to your partner and creating uh, really a, a magical, deep, healthy, conscious, passionate partnership. Well, and that's, the, and that's the messaging, right? Is like these abilities are within us. Yes. And they always have been. Mm-hmm. In a world where you you are constantly getting sold to it's hard to it's hard to find the shortcut when it comes to relationships these tools we have within ourselves they're actually not externalized so there's no gadget there's no pill there's no yeah. you know product out there that's going to just immediately come into our life and fix all of our problems mm-hmm. but we actually have the capability within ourselves to get to the point where we can navigate this landscape with just the inherent capabilities and abilities that we have had all along yeah and so that's what deep love is going to be about it's like peeling back the layers to to really look at yourself in the mirror and go damn okay i actually have enough Mm -hmm. already to do this yeah it's really understanding yourself and your partner um on a much I know I keep saying this word, but it's it's that why I why I named it deep love on a much deeper level. You're understanding yourself and your partner and the tools that are available. You just have to tap into them. Yeah. And I, you know, I I talk about you know we've talked about part one and part two a lot in this episode and certainly other episodes, but I literally created the course that I needed back in 2015 when shit started started going bad for us, when we started really having severe disconnect, I honestly believe that if I would have engaged in something like this, like an interactive, fun, engaging way of learning about all of these things and topics, it not only would have helped save our marriage, it would have really injected magic and fun and play and confidence so much of relationship is confidence i'm confident of what i have to bring to the table and what i have to offer you and how i'm showing up for you and it sort of inspires your partner to do the same totally Mm, word so if you can't tell already you know a slight disclaimer this this deep love course is not a superficial one you know i'm calling it deep love for a reason we're going deep and I would love um, for you listening to join us. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so, so that wraps it up. That yes. is the three, pretty much the three primary ways that we are, are seeing and feeling this unconscious mm-hmm. sabotage yeah. of the relationship. Certainly the most common. And, um, you know, if you're, if you are interested, like I said, in the beginning of the episode, if you are interested in getting on the wait list for the deep love course, um, this will also ensure that you have the opportunity for the early bird pricing. Just check the show notes or if you're perusing my Instagram, click on my bio and it will be the first link in my link tree. There's a few questions when you when you get to the wait list, um, you know, just getting basic information from you and, you know, what are you dealing with in your partner? I want to get to know you on a deeper level of 
What are you dealing with currently? What are some of the issues? What do you wish was different? What have you already tried? Like those kind of questions. Yeah. So it'll take you max three minutes to fill out. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, All so right. good. Before we wrap this thing up, you know what's coming. I do. My love, what for you today is the medicine? Mm. The medicine. We are recording this episode the day after our personal Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so we, if you don't know, <laughs> we celebrate Christmas together before we go we go to Washington to celebrate with our families. We always want to have a personal Chase and Mimi Christmas celebration. And, oh, I know I'm kind of, I'm altering the question <laughs> because... We're still glowing. We're still glowing from our Christmas yesterday. It, I think it was the most magical Christmas I've ever experienced wow. with you. Seriously. Oh, I know. I felt it too. Yeah. Like the, just the whole day. The, the day felt like it was three days long. Yeah. And just the amount of magic bubbles that we were able to create with each other, whether it would be, you know, in, in the morning in front of the tree, sipping coffee and talking or opening our stocking stuffers to, uh, you know, sitting uh, on the beach drinking our second cup of coffee and sharing a cookie or opening up our gifts that we've been, you know, hiding from each other for months. Um, just the whole, the whole day, the Christmas sexy time, sexy time. Um, all of it was so magical and it was just absolute medicine for my soul. I just I fucking love life with you so much. Oh yeah. It was such a good day. Yeah. yeah such a blast. Oh, I feel it too. What's um, your medicine? Uh, my medicine today, and and you know similarly, I feel 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 the same. And I encourage anybody out there, relationship hack, to create little special, intimate one-on-one -on -one holidays for you and your partner. So often Christmas is like, hey, here's a thousand people to celebrate Christmas with. Yeah. Carve out a little bit of a time, a little bit of a moment, a little bit of this magic bubble that we like to call, um, you know, this sacred space in our relationship for you and your significant other. Yeah. It, it will just amplify these types of moments and create intimacy. So little hack, everybody out there, carve yeah. out your own little versions of these holidays and celebrate just the two of you. Bonus pro tip. Bonus. Uh, my medicine for me today is um, literally just trying to get some, some things wrapped up um, before we travel. I, I like to leave our home in a, in an environment where when I come back, it feels restful. So, Traveling is stressful, especially when we go home. We got 3,000 people to see. <laughs> we're, we don't sit still for more than one minute. So so it's a week of beautiful chaos. When I come back, I'm ready to let down. Yeah. I have made the mistake in the past of leaving clothes on the ground, a little bit dirty. You know, Maybe not all the dishes are clean. I like to set my environment up to be kind of pristine before I hit the airport, before I hit the car, so that when I get back, I'm ready to chill baby ready to relax so mm -hmm. a little bit of medicine for me over the next day or so is to just clean things up a little bit tidy things up a little bit so that when we get back right before the end of this crazy year 2021 <laughs> i will be ready to chill af love it yeah mm. we, we get a little we always get a little staycation after our christmas vacation back in washington yeah we come back home and we're like in you know 65 70 degrees sunshine and we're like oh it feels so good to be yeah. back yeah totally <laughs> yeah all right everybody thanks for hanging with us and uh go out and start to bring awareness towards where you're taking relationship advice from the wrong places 
where potentially you are emasculating or degrading your significant other and where you may not be investing in your yeah. constant learning. This is just awareness and uh, that's what that's what being conscious is, is just simply flipping on the light and choosing to look at the hard stuff. Word. That's what we're, we're all about. All right. Thanks for listening and go spread some light. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit getmimifit.com forward slash the medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, boo.